Well, good day, everybody, and welcome back to the extras. Welcome. My name is Mike, and I'm Sam. And uh, it's really great that you've tuned in again to hear another little uh, instalment to get us ready for preaching through and studying the book of Romans this term. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, mate, you've been you've been working hard in this part of uh, God's Word, Sam, and uh, we want to thank you and Robbo, who's also working hard in this. Yeah. And uh, thanks, mate, for uh, also getting these podcasts up and running for us, because these are all about helping us to just kind of lay a bit of a foundation, mm. because Romans is a big in one sense, daunting task, yep. um, and we're only going to preach one to four, but these podcasts are going to help us to get the big picture yep. so that we can then dive into the details. That's it. That's exactly right. And so this is uh, number two of uh, the little Romans, uh, get your toe in the water get kind your bearings. of thing. Get your bearings. Um, if you haven't heard episode one of this, um, probably the best thing to do is actually to press pause on this one. And go back to last week. What, what did we do last week, Sam? We did a bit of a who, what, when, where, why. Um, uh, just trying to asking some questions of the letter and trying to understand who wrote it, who was it written to, um, where were they, why was it written, what is it, how does it all work, all that, all that kind of stuff. Just getting the, our bearings in the letter, really. And it was pretty interesting stuff, just hearing some of the historical background. I, I found that fascinating, mate. So thank you. Yeah, so no, it's, it's great, isn't it? There's lot, there's, and there's so much with Romans that we can understand given the rest of the... Uh, what we read in the book of Acts and other letters and stuff like that, we can piece a lot of the, the background together, which is very, very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, so what are we doing today? Today we want to look at some of the big themes of the letter. Yep. Um, so this is going to be really, really cool because um, we're going to look at, Sam, you, you, there's three big themes in Romans. Yep. And if we can get these themes in our mind, that's that's just going to help us big time, isn't it, mate? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could say there, there's many more than three themes in the, in the book of Romans. Sure. Um, we're, we're picking on three today that are pretty key themes. Pretty and, key um, for the whole letter and for one to four. Correct. Chunk, is that right? That, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Helpful. Yep. Okay. Well, let's dive in. Mm. Drum roll, please. The theme number one that you want us to talk about is the gospel of God. Yeah, which, I mean, we used to talk about the gospel, I think, a, a fair bit. Um, but the way that Romans talks about it is uh, that what's on, on view here is the gospel of God. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's sort of... Paul's goal, as he, we were talking about this in last week's episode, is to write to the Roman church. He wants to uh, kind of explain to them the gospel that he has been preaching as he's travelled throughout the known world and that he wants to come to them and preach um, and, and then also take on from there into places like Spain um, to, to sort of the ends of the earth. He wants to take the gospel of God. So, I mean, gospel feels like a bit of a jargon word. What, what, what exactly is gospel? What does that word mean? Yeah, that, that's really important. We, we want to try and define each of these themes as we go through. So gospel, I mean, very simply, the word gospel means um, good news. Um, or perhaps a little bit more specifically, a, a, an announcement or a declaration of good news. Sort of in the sense that, um, you know, if your team had won that cricket world Cup final on. You had to mention that one. Yeah. <laughs> the Poms, thanks, mate. Very, very awful. Anyone in Britain, <laughs> they are at the end of that uh, that game. They are announcing the good news. Yeah, we've won the the, uh, World, Cup. the World Cup on home soil. Uh, uh, and actually, that's not a bad example. In that, particularly in the ancient world, the gospel was used to announce a victory. Uh, right. And so you'd imagine a king um, sending an envoy back to the to the people at home after the army have been 
fighting and say, good news, we've, we've defeated the enemy, um, you know, the opponent has been vanquished, we win, and that would be a gospel, a declaration of good news. And um, here, what's on view is the gospel of God. Yeah, okay, so um, so gospel good news, momentous news worth yep. sharing. Yep. Uh, this is the gospel of God. So we kind of associate the gospel with God, but yes. why is it important that it's of God? Well, I take it at one level, it means, and Paul is sort of reminding us here, that it's not his gospel. Um, Paul hasn't made this message up. Um, yep. Sometimes there, there can be this view around... Um, Paul, where, where people don't like him, <laughs> and they say Jesus, I like. Um, yep, give me, give me the rest of the New Testament, but I just don't like that character, the the Apostle Paul. He seems so sort of um, narrow-minded, even bigoted. He's got all these oppressive views. Um, Paul is is saying, no, no, these are not my own views. Right. This is not my own message. He didn't I, make it up. No, it's the gospel of God. Uh, that that I am uh, preaching, and in fact, Paul's been suffering in the same way uh, that some people don't like what he says now. Um, people didn't like it back then, but mm. he is suffering for the gospel of God. And in fact, that's how he begins the letter. It says, "Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus." This is chapter one, verse one. Called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Um, and then he goes on to give us a bit more about this gospel. He says, "The gospel that he that he God." promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So Paul's sort of saying, look, God has always been uh, saying there's going to be an announcement of good news to come. Even in the Old Testament, it looks forward to this good news and it was promised and expected. And now Paul is saying with the coming of Jesus, with the death and resurrection of Jesus, um, that time is now and here is the gospel of God, the good news that God has always been um, promising. So that's interesting. It's the gospel of God, but it's the gospel of Jesus or about Jesus. Like, well, that's both. A, yeah, I mean, um, we don't want to take too much away from sermon number two here, where we're going to come through chapter one in, in a fair bit of detail. But it's the gospel of God that is verse three regarding His Son. So it's God's message, but it's about the Son. Um, and and that's interesting. Um, you go down to chapter 1, verse 9, he says, God whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his Son. So it's not just God the Father's. It is actually God the Son and God the Holy Spirit's as well. But the, the phrase through Romans, and it's interesting, he begins chapter 1, verse 1, talking about the gospel of God. Very end of chapter 16 in 25 and 26, he talks again about the gospel of God. So he sort of bookends the, the letter with this idea of it's God's gospel that he's sort of just laid out for you. Um, it is about Jesus and it also belongs to Jesus but yeah Romans seems to talk about the gospel of God okay and uh, kind of one of the famous verses of, of Romans Romans 1 16 yes uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel yeah um, so it's the gospel of God about Jesus and it's a powerful message a message that's able to save that's it and, and Paul has been seeing that in action he's uh, at this point of his ministry most likely been in, in sort of Christian ministry for about 20 years um, and he has sort of traversed across the Mediterranean and all around Europe and Turkey and uh, Jerusalem and Israel and he's been everywhere um, and he's been preaching the gospel of God and what he has seen as that message gets preached as as he proclaims Jesus as the the saviour and the Lord and calls people to repentance and faith in Jesus he has seen the power of God um, kind of 
come through the the announcement of that good news uh, that it is that message that powerfully transforms lives and sort of opens up minds and hearts and eyes to um, to know God and to come back into a relationship with him so it calls it yeah that the power of God um, in in that section and, which yeah. is kind of weird we don't perhaps think of words as being powerful or a message being powerful I mean when, when we think of power we you know think of perhaps other things yeah uh, I don't know can't think of examples off the top of my head, but um, words being powerful, a message being powerful that can actually change a life, can change an eternity, is quite a, a weird thought, isn't it? Yeah, and, and it's it's great too because um, it, it puts the power back in the message, um, which is where it, where it rightly belongs, um, rather than in Paul or his mm. persuasiveness or in any preacher or any communicator. And sometimes I think we think if only we had this thing that yeah. would make us be more effective. Um, yep. Now, there are all sorts of things that will help us be more effective and we, we, we want to try and utilise them, but we must never think that those things in and of themselves have the power. Yep. Um, the power to save people, um, all you need is words at that point, this message that um, that we're going to unpack in the Book of Romans. Awesome. Okay, mm. so theme number one, the yep. gospel of God. We, we want to lock that in as a foundational Stones that help yep. us understand uh, Romans. Yep. Now, second big theme. Um, now, if we if we kind of keep reading from Romans one sixteen, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes. First for the Jew, also for the Greek. And then verse seventeen. For in it, for in this gospel, God's righteousness is revealed. And so that's our next big theme, isn't it, yep. Sam? The righteousness of God. Yeah. So unpack this little phrase for us, because again, righteousness feels a bit jargony for me, and righteousness of God, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've got to dig into the word righteousness. Um, it appears in Romans more than it does in any other part of the Bible, and with more frequency than it does in any part of the Bible. It's, it's just everywhere. I mean, it's, it's worth you doing a quick search, if you've got some got a minute or two on Bible Gateway, just type in the word righteous, and just go for your life, and you'll see that Romans clocks up um, wow. over 40 hits straight away and then you'll um, there's other what we call cognates of that word um, which cognate just means sort of the same word but it might be rendered in English a slightly different way but it is the same root word okay. and if you dig into that some of the words that are connected to it like just and justify and those kind of things the, the numbers start going off the scale it's, it's a huge theme for Romans um, but it's sort of um it's worth kind of trying to define. Yeah, please um, help me out. What what righteousness is, and there's sort of there's three ways, um, if you like, that righteousness gets um, used. Um, in the first instance, um, righteous can can be talking about um, someone's character that they are right or just. Um, that is, such and such is a righteous person. Um, Predominantly in Romans, really, um, the only righteous player in the in the whole thing is God, um, and that's where this meaning kind of. So, so for example, when we get to um, chapter two, we're going to start thinking about God's righteous decrees. That when God commands something, it's it's always right, it's just, it's fair, it's good. That okay. that kind of idea. Mm. Um, in, and the other thing where it comes out is the is God's righteousness. Like when God judges. God is always fair. He's always right. He's always just. He's not unfair and unjust. Um, perhaps sometimes looking at the, the opposite of it mm, helps mm. you to see. Um, and, and so the idea is that someone can be in and of themselves righteous and really um, in Romans, that's God. He is 
by nature he's righteous. So it's a characteristic of God. Is that a good way? Yeah, to... that, that, that's a good, yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. It's one of God's sort of essential characteristics. He is righteous within himself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's one way to understand righteousness. What, what's the second way? Uh, sort of following on from that, uh, one who is righteous um, can do just or right things. So, so you mm. can you can be righteous, but you can also do righteous things. Um, so uh, in Romans 6, there's a kind of, we're not going to get to this this term, but there's a sort of uh, contrast between those who sort of um, are, are use their bodies as an instrument for righteousness or those who use their bodies as an instrument for wickedness. It's kind of doing righteous stuff or doing wicked stuff. So you, not only can you be righteous, you can do righteous, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. uh, Romans 5 picks up on Jesus as the one who does one act of righteousness and, and therefore gives life to many, as opposed to Adam, our, our sort of forefather according to the flesh, um, who did one act of unrighteousness, one act of wickedness, and then condemned us all to um, to the judgment of God. So you, you can do righteous and do unrighteous, if, if that makes sense. Okay, so yeah. righteousness, it's got to do with who you are, a, yep. a character trait. Yes. And obviously, if you are righteous, you will do what is right. Is that... Follows, that, that would right? follow, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that that's the and so God again is, is the one that, who is righteous in Romans, and He does therefore does what is righteous. righteous. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, that's true. But you you said there's three ways we can understand this word righteousness. That's it. And, and the third way is probably the most important way for the Book of Romans, and really the one that the most um, I guess focus is on in the Book mm. of Romans, and, and that is to, righteousness is a status conferred upon an individual after the finding of a court. And so, um, you know how a court case works. There's charges brought against someone and they're either declared to be guilty or not guilty. Okay, so you're just going to be a law court, a law court here court. with yeah, like a yeah. judge, yep. that sort of thing? That's exactly right. Okay. And, and, a, and a pronouncement will be made. Right. And in the, in, an, in the ancient world, a pronouncement would be made whether you were righteous um, or unrighteous. Right. And, Romans sort of uses this idea. Now, we the theologians call this um, forensic righteousness. The idea of uh, the finding of a court. They they examine the um, the information. They examine the evidence. The, the evidence. Yep. Um, and they, they, in a forensic sort of sense, they comb through everything and then they make a declaration, a, a kind of binding pronouncement um, on on an individual. Are they righteous or are they unrighteous? Now that sounds a bit scary to me, Sam. Because if I was to stand in a law court with God being the judge. Uh, righteousness. I'm not sure if that would be his declaration on me. Yeah, and and um, that is, and we'll come to this in 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 a, in a future episode where we're going to run through the argument of the Book of Romans. Um, that's exactly the problem. Right. Um, that God has has evidence on you and me um, that we are in fact not righteous, and which gives us a bit of a problem, a, a huge problem, in fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that there that we are not righteous, and therefore we are staring down the barrel of justice. And that, that's a big theme in, in one to four, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, one of the things that we're going to see in, in in chapters one to four is that um, Paul is going to make sure that there's no way for anyone to avoid that realisation. Um, you, you did well, Mike. You came to that realisation pretty quick. <laughs> Thank you. Most of us, um, we, we try and sort of twist our way out of it, say, no, 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 but I'm not completely unrighteous. I mean, what about this and what about that? And and Paul is sort of at pains to close off every avenue that you might turn to to think, well, no, 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 I've got something to offer God here. And he's trying to just say, well, no, you, don't, you can't offer that. And no, you're unrighteous here and you're unrighteous there. 
and there's going to be a, a declaration sort of made about your life that you're not righteous. Mm. But then here's where the gospel, the good news bit comes in. Yeah, gospel uh, of God. That what Romans is on about, and is it pains after establishing just how guilty you are, to show you that you can still be declared righteous. Um, that there's there's good news because there's this message, this announcement from God, the gospel, that there is a way to be counted righteous, but it's just not on your own merits. Your own merits will only get you declared unrighteous, but there is a way to be declared righteous in the heavenly court before God. And it's by trusting in Jesus who is righteous on your behalf. Hey, this is big stuff, Sam. I mean, this is this is monumental stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, let, let me just recap. So righteousness, I can understand it three ways. Yep. Righteousness of God. Uh, it's a characteristic of God. God is right. He does what's just. It's yep. something that God does. He does the right thing, the just thing. Um, but it's also a status yeah. um, that left to my own devices, I'm going to get the guilty, not the righteous or the, the You're unrighteous. Get unrighteous. Yeah. Um, but if I trust in Jesus, then I can be declared righteous. Yeah. Have I got it right? And that that is the scandal of the gospel. Yeah. That God, who is just and right and fair, counts sinners who are not just and right and fair as righteous. That is crazy. That is the scandal of... The, and that is why... Uh, Paul says once once you get how that happens, that is why the, the Christian message is such good news. Yeah. Uh, that you can be counted in a way that you don't deserve to be counted. You can be given what you don't deserve. And that is a, a righteousness from outside that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Not by your own works, not by your own doing, not by... And that'll only get your unrighteousness. Mm. But there's this, this gift of righteousness that comes through Jesus. Okay, and that leads us to our third key theme that we want to talk about today, and that's the theme of faith. Mm. So you said the way that we can be declared righteous is by trusting in Jesus, and that leads us into faith as a big theme. It's huge. Tell us about faith, mate. What, often a misunderstood idea. What, what exactly is faith? Faith is... Um, faith's a hard word um, because we, we often have all these preconceptions about what we think it means. Um, now, at its most simple, basic meaning, it, it, it can be equated with the word to believe, um, to, to, to have faith, to believe something. Um, but it is actually a little bit deeper than that. It means a little bit more than that. It, it's mm. closer to our words. Um, the idea behind it, at least, is, is closer to our our words for, for trust or to rely upon or to depend upon something. And, and that's, uh, that's key. So it's not about how much faith you have, but the thing that you trust in or depend upon or rely on. The object on. of your faith. That's exactly right. The object of our faith. And, and what Romans is trying to do is trying to say that the, the thing to place your faith in is not in your own works and not in your own goodness, because that'll get you the unrighteous verdict. Yeah, yeah, in the but, law court. But to put your faith in Jesus Christ, who is the one who gives you the gift of righteousness. As he dies on the cross um, as a sacrifice for your sins, you, if you trust in him, and he will give you his righteousness, and he will take away your sins. That's that's the, that's and and the way you get right with God, that the mechanism, if you like, is by trusting. So faith is a theme. Um, mm. 
obviously, I mean, this is kind of the rubber hit the road, I guess, is it? Um, in terms of uh, to believe in the gospel of God, to believe in the righteousness of God, yeah. uh, necessarily means we have to believe in that, trust in that, depend on that, have faith. In yeah, that. and I think we want to we want to see both of those elements. Um, Romans is going to push you on what things you believe. Nice. Um, it's going to speak to your worldview. Um, do you believe the way that God says the world is and the mm. way that God says you are yeah. and the way that God says um, life needs to be lived? Um, do you believe that? Do, do you give that your assent? Or do, do you not believe that and uh, make up a God in your own image or make up a, a worldview that suits you? Um, fa- belief matters here. Mm. Uh, but... but it's going to take you beyond that because it's not just do you believe this is the way the world is and do you believe that this is the God who is really there. It's are you willing to put your trust in what he's done for you and stop putting your trust in yourself, stop putting your trust in any kind of religious or moral or you know whatever active obedience that you think might somehow make you righteous before God and really give up on all of that and trust solely in the work of Jesus Christ for you. It's going to push you on that. And sometimes uh, it's, it's going to get a bit uncomfortable because we're going to see just how how bad we are and how little we have to offer and just how good God is and how much goodness he has to offer. And I think that's one of the great things that a lot of people have um, experienced in the book of Romans is mm-hmm. it does just give you this wonderful picture of how good God is. Absolutely. Uh, his gospel is amazing. His righteousness is superb. And so it actually makes sense to put your faith in him. Absolutely. And, and when you get there, if mm. you can, if you, once you understand the worldview that is on offer here and the, the huge gift that God is offering you in Jesus... Um, it's tr- it's quite painful to, to unlearn a whole bunch of stuff that you sort of think on the way to that point. But once you get there, um, it's it's like a burden being re- mm. relie- re- relieved um, because you don't have to be good enough. You, you don't have to make it on your own. Um, and that is just because our, our whole world is set up, you know, um, you, you do the work, you'll get the payoff. Um, you, you know, you, you don't get your dessert till you've eaten your dinner. You know, <laughs> you, 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 um, you've got to be good enough. Yeah, um, got to to, That's right. And Romans comes and says, you know what? Here's some really, really good news in, in your account with God in, in the courtroom of, of heaven. Um, it's, it's all about trusting what God has done for you, not trying to do it on your own. Awesome. Sam, that's super exciting, mate. I'm getting more and more excited for Romans every time we do this. Um, three big themes, the gospel of God, the righteousness of God, and putting your faith in, in God. Yeah. Um, that's really, really helpful. We hope that's going to be helpful for you as, uh, as you keep reading Romans. And, and keep trying to read Romans, guys, um, before the, the sermon series starts. Mm. Uh, the more you can read Romans, the better uh, better foundations you're going to have for, for um uh, just picking up all these great themes and ideas and, and ultimately by putting uh, also putting your faith in, in this God as we as we read through Romans. So Sam, thanks for your work, mate. No worries, I'm really, loving it too. Really... It's, yeah, it's a great joy to be doing this. And guys, thanks for tuning in to the extras and uh, we're going to come back with some more gold from Romans in upcoming episodes. Fabulous, thanks Mike. See you mate, bye.